Welcome to Affiliate Marketing Millionaire, the official podcast for the number one affiliate marketing channel on YouTube, with over 36 million views and counting. Here are your hosts, ODI Productions and Kit Thatch. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Philip Marketing Millionaire Podcast. I'm joined with my co-host, Kit Fatch, and we are back with another episode, second week in a row. We promise you we're going to be making consistent episodes, and we are sticking to that promise with this new frequency. So the first thing I want to say, if you missed the last episode, we just launched a brand new free affiliate marketing training, six hours, and it has a list of 22 high-ticket affiliate niches where I walk through every single one of them. Highly, highly recommend you check that out, but in this episode, we're talking about some high ticket affiliate niches and we're going to share about 10 of them with you today we're going to give you some inspiration and some ideas if you are struggling to figure out a niche or find a niche for your business but basically in this episode uh you know we're going to talk about how to make any niche high ticket and also choosing passion versus profit which is a big debate sort of like you know which one to choose for your business now the first thing i want to say is if you haven't accessed the free training just go to odiproductions.com there's a button that says get free course all you have to do is sign up you'll get a link to sign up for the free training and you'll get these accountability emails as well and you know highly recommend that you check that out so without further ado let's jump into the topic today and kit i want you to start it off so when we're talking about high ticket niches versus low ticket niches, do we have, you know, sort of this philosophy where we can make any niche high ticket with enough creativity? And is it if you choose the wrong niche, are you just doomed for life? No, I definitely think that you can make any any niche high ticket and you can also make any any niche low ticket if you pick the wrong things. And I think some people tend to think, hey, the only niche I can do is make money online or finance mm-hmm. or websites and there's a huge as you'll see today in the podcast there's a lot of different niches you can do and if you have creativity and go look almost every niche there's something around there that's a high ticket product that has high commissions that you can make a lot of money off of i agree i think you put that you know very well when you said you can turn a niche into low ticket if you you know do the wrong thing so i agree and i think that the approach is not so much like you must choose the right niche but it's how you use that niche and what are the offers and the high ticket products that you choose to make that niche high ticket and again i've heard of some of the weirdest and most obscure niches making thousands of dollars so that's why i'm a little bit more open-minded than maybe some beginners when they think that you have to do make money online which everyone just does because they're kind of copying what they see but there is a whole world out there and hopefully you know the list of 10 niches that we're going to go over today can actually open your eyes to some ideas that you never would think of you know that are quite obvious so Anyways, when it comes down to turning a niche high ticket, Kit, what are some of the just hardest hitting advice for transforming any niche into a high ticket niche? So I think the first thing is you want to sort of research and figure out one, what are the popular products in your niche? And even if they're not high ticket, what they're going to do is they're going to serve as a way for you to build a funnel to high Mm. ticket products. So if everybody's searching for that $10 thing, if you don't talk about it, people won't see you as an expert in your niche, but you can use that. Hey, maybe it's, you know, a cheap piece of software, but hey, to utilize that piece of software, the best thing to do with it is an expensive microphone or, you know, any yep. any sort of range of things. So I think the important thing is find what are the expensive things people in your niche would use or are sort of adjacent to that niche 
and then sort of build a funnel to get people to those products. Love it. So I talk about this when I talk about email marketing and why I love it is because you can do bundling. You can do a bunch of upsells on autopilot to every single person who comes within your email list. If they subscribe, they're going to get offered, you know, all these products either as a bundle that makes a lot of sense. So you're going to have to think outside the box for a lot of these niches because there are products that are related that you wouldn't just think of off the top of your head. That's why you really have to do your research. Now, moving on, let's talk about passion versus profit because you know I'm getting a lot of just debate on this and it's something that I've also debated within myself because it's hard for me because my personal story is I started with passion I did not do market research my first niche was home recording not headphones but home recording and home recording with budget you know audio interfaces microphones USB microphones stuff like that and so I definitely did not do any market research and I made it profitable but I think that what helped me was I looked at the data and that allowed me to pivot and I pivoted away from just home recording and focused more just on headphones, which is what really kind of tripled and you know even quadrupled or 6X my affiliate income is when I switched to headphones. And, and you can actually see that in the free training, I share my growth with recording now in the first like two, three years. And you can see that things only uh, surpassed like the $400 per month mark once I uh, pivoted down to just headphones. So I think that that's, you know, really interesting. But, you know, I've also read some, you know, things against passion and against doing what you love. And from Cal Newport's, you know, uh, So Good They Can't Ignore You book, he's he really tries to debunk, follow your passion, do what you love. Because honestly, at the end of the day, the market's not willing to pay for something just because you love it. And I think that's an interesting take. And I do agree. I mean, it's like you want to come into this with some data and you want to be smart about how you do things. But for me, I'm really torn because if you're not passionate about a niche, then how can you go past the burnout? Like, how can you get through, you know, that barrier of entry where you don't know as much as your competitors because you just aren't as obsessed with that niche? So, Kit, what are your sort of initial thoughts on this passion versus profit debate? Yeah, I think it kind of comes down in the middle and I kind of think of it like a, you know, Venn diagram of overlapping circles of that you need to have sort of you have three areas. You have the things you love, you have what you already have expertise in, mm -hmm. and then you also have sort of what's high ticket, what are, you know, some good niches out of the list to to choose from and what you kind of have to do is look and especially I think for your first one, you lean a little bit more into your expertise slash your interests because mm -hmm. you don't want to get burned out. You want to build the skills and it'll be a little bit easier. But I think going, okay, if I have a general interest in that, where can I sort of niche into that? Even if it's not exactly my interest, it's near. It's kind of like, you know, my dad always told me like, look, if you love sports, you can't be, you know, you can't be a pro athlete, but you can mm -hmm. get a job in the pro sports industry and in marketing and business and all these kind of things. And I think it's the same with your niche where if you have something you're really passionate about, see where, you know, in this list or you go to the free course and see your list of 22, see which one of those your interests kind of are near to. And then also, hey, if you have some expertise, hey, you're an accountant, hey, you're, you know, a lawyer, whatever your current job is that you have some expertise in, see where there's some overlap. I love that. And, you know, I think that that analogy with wanting to work in sports, but you, you yourself not being a pro athlete and, you know, people's 
sort of knee-jerk reaction is like, you know, oh, sports, so you want to, you know, be an NFL player, you want to be an NBA player, but it's like there's so many roles in an organization and in a sports team that could be very fulfilling and could be awesome. Like, you could be part of, like, let's say the Los Angeles Lakers, but the organization, not necessarily a player, you know, if you're not born with those talents and, and those skills, but you can still be associated with the organization and do something you love and you just have to find something and be a little more flexible. Now, I love that you hit on expertise because I do believe that, you know, for me, I think a a really great segue into business is if you already worked in an industry where you have sort of expertise and sort of industry insight. And for me, you know, I didn't actually have a formal job with home recording, but I had learned and I had practice and I had, you know, I had been paid for doing these services. So I came in with this knowledge and I think that that really helped the headphones because at the end of the day, if I didn't really, you know, know what I was talking about with the music and the headphones and I didn't really love it, I mean, it would be really hard for me to make good content. And so for me, I would have done the headphone stuff for free. Like I would have gladly been making reviews and, you know, helping people find the right headphones. And, and hey, at the end of the day, I get to listen to music and get paid for it in a way. Now it's, look, for me, maybe like the tier one of music would have been producing music, right? And I did do that, I did sell beats online. Now it wasn't making, you know, a ton of money, but when I segued into affiliate marketing and used what I had before and used that experience, that's when things got interesting and started to make a full-time income. Now it's interesting because at first it's like, my first uh, option was like, I would want to be a music producer. Like that's number one. But in case that didn't work out, by exploring online business, I was able to take those skills and make, you know, not only as much money, but probably even more money than I ever would have done producing because, you know, then it it led to other online businesses. So I think that's really interesting. And looking at my own um, journey, I would say that that has a lot of truth. And what I always say is your first niche, I think it should be something you're interested in because it's a learning experience. You're probably not going to hit a home run. That's the way I see it. I think the numbers are just against you with your first business, your first website, it's probably gonna fail, honestly, just looking at so many different students, looking at my own experience as well. And that's why I think the first experience or the first website or niche should be like something that you're interested in just for fun. And then the second one can be something that's a little bit more focused on profit and also opportunities that you spot while you're building your first business. So anyways, I think this is great advice. And um, you know, if you have any more questions, let us know and we can dive more into that topic. But I think it's time for us to jump into the list of 10 high ticket niches here. Again, if you want to get the full list of 22, check out the free training on the website. But for now, let's jump into the first one, which I see here, we have finance. So finance, I mean, this is one of the evergreen niches. And when we say evergreen, it's gonna come down to health, wealth, happiness, relationships. These are just things that will always, you know, they're recession proof. They're things that, you know, will always be interesting and always have money in it, no matter as the seasons change, as the years go on. I mean, these things are always crucial to basically every human being. So with that said, finance, what are some of the opportunities in finance kit that uh, have some really high ticket uh, commissions. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously investing apps and, and platforms. There's, you know, from ones like Robinhood, everybody knows to more lesser known ones or more senior investing ones, they will pay, they pay really high commissions, 150, you know, $200. Yeah. Um, trading platforms, whether for stocks, whether for crypto, credit cards pay huge commissions. 
Um, there's specific crypto tools and things like that. There's budgeting softwares. All of those kind of things are their own, you know, their own little sub niche off finance. And finance, of course, be, with those high commission rates, it does require a good degree of experience. So if you yep. don't have any experience in finance and you just kind of think, oh, I can make a lot of money, you probably can't. It's a more advanced niche. Yeah. So when we say more advanced, this is going to be harder to get through the application. It's going to be harder for these programs to accept you if you don't have something going on. If you don't have a real brand, a real website that's getting consistent traffic, if you don't have some sort of email list, or you know, if we're talking on the social media side, maybe like a huge YouTube channel, you're not going to get into these because at the end of the day, credit card companies, they're not going to want to partner with an affiliate who's just spamming their link because it really, really, finance is something you you sh, you know can't mess with. You need to have all the disclaimers, you need to have the disclosures. Um, in some cases, you need to have some sort of credentials. Uh, but there's plenty of just normal people who are not certified financial advisors who are in these programs. Like for example, recommending credit cards. Like credit cards is a big one. And again, it's one that is really hard to get into, but if you can get into it and you're building your brand the right way, credit cards can pay a lot and they also pay just for applications not even you know they don't even need to get approved for the credit card they just need to apply and you're getting paid for every single application which is amazing and that could be and guys at the end of the day like how many people are getting credit cards or signing up for credit cards every day i mean you know thousands tens of thousands there's so much potential there and so you know also with the platforms like there's like m1 finance and things like that um there's so much i mean with crypto which obviously is in a downturn right now but uh if you guys have watched any crypto videos that talk about trading and they give you these bonuses where they're like use my link and get twelve hundred dollars get two thousand dollars in free trading like that's obviously huge affiliate commissions right there and you know everyone's getting paid so finance is obviously big uh related to that is make money online which is pretty much like the same, but obviously as you know, if you've followed any sort of internet marketing, you know, make money online is kind of its own thing. And within that, I see we have software, we have courses, we have podcasting equipment and software. That's actually interesting. Buzzsprout, which is what we use for our podcast hosting is actually has a great affiliate program that I didn't even know about. And so that's the thing with affiliate marketing is there'd be so many opportunities of products you're actually even using that you don't even know has such a great affiliate program. There's people earning thousands from just Buzzsprout podcast hosting. Then there's the podcast gear. There's like microphones. And you know, that's something I know a lot about, but I haven't personally, you know, really been pushing it as an affiliate just because there's so many other opportunities out there. But I would be interested in looking into making some content about podcasting equipment and software you know, because it's it's something that I, I obviously, as you guys know, we do, and it's something that I have some knowledge that could help people. So, you know, finance, make money online, those are two that, just to start off, obviously there's a lot of money in it, but they're also very competitive. And, you know, Kit, maybe you can chime in, like if a niche is very competitive, then, you know, what is the best approach here? And, and what do you recommend to beginners who are like, I want, oh, finance, you know, there's a lot of money there. Should I do finance to start off? Yeah, and I would definitely say to be very, very careful unless you are a beginning affiliate marketer, but hey, you know what? You've been working in a hedge fund or you've been working at a bank for the past five years and you have all this expertise and great, go for it. But if 
If you're not, we see a lot of new people who go, oh, I'm going to do make money online. And they'll have a website that goes out. I teach people, you know, how to make your first million. It's like, yeah, if you've never done that before, you can't teach people like you can't just make it up because you'd like to, you know, down the line, make money online is a great thing that you can add after you go. Okay, well, I have blogs making money. Okay, now I can teach people. I can show people the softwares I'm using. But to start unless you have expertise and are already doing something in those things, yeah. you can't just start out of the blue because anytime it's a make money thing, people really need to trust you and you really yeah. have to have authority. No one just stumbles on a website and goes, oh, well, hey, you know, this guy said I should do, buy this th- thing, so I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, I think you make a really great point and that comes down to expertise again. Do you have any sort of credentials, any sort of track record where you can back up the things you're talking about? And also just so that you know exactly what you're talking about. So I think that's funny. I see a lot of beginners all the time. They kind of just copy and decide to do, you know, make money online when they've never made a dollar online, which is very ironic. And it's also just like chicken and the egg. It's like, well, they're probably thinking, how do I make money online if I've, you know, never made money online before? So, you know, I think that that's tricky for some beginners. What do you think? Yeah, I I was going to say, I think it's sort of this vicious cycle people beginners mm. go to because they'll look up, right? You'll Google what are high ticket niches, things like mm. that. And the things that are always suggested is finance, make money online. Yeah. And they go, I have no expertise. And yeah. so they fail with it. They can't promote. And they go, I guess affiliate marketing doesn't work. I guess yeah. this doesn't work. When it's just you pick the wrong niche. And as you'll see, you know, we're about to get into there are a lot of other niches out there besides those one that you can make high ticket. You don't just have to do those two. Love it. Let's move on. So health and fitness, another evergreen niche. I mean, health is the most important thing in all of our lives and health and fitness. You know, when we're talking about supplements, biohacking, wearables, health courses and programs, and there's so much more guys, this is not comprehensive. We're just trying to give some ideas to get the juices flowing. So me personally, biohacking has been something that I've been so interested in as of late. Now I've been you know, kind of focus on biohacking, deal, like trying all sorts of different diets, nutrition, also using different like uh, devices, like an aura ring to track my sleep, Apple Watch, etc. You know, trying all these different things, working on my sleep. You know, sleep is one of the most important things. We spent a third of our lives sleeping, so I've invested into that. Not only my mattress, even my sheets. You know, I got these nice Brooklinen sheets that are like hotel sheets, and I mean, it's it's expensive but it's a small price to pay for something that i mean again if you spend a third of your life doing and sleep is so important for recovery and also for you know keeping your memory intact and for performance like peak mental performance and even physical then it's something that is just so fascinating to me but i also think that it's only starting to catch on now like with biohacking with things like you know doing sauna there's like red light therapy there's all these like you know kind of like like cutting edge things it's starting to get really popular now and i think that you can piggyback off that and there's so many devices that cost like for example a song that costs like tens like thousands of dollars right so and there is affiliate programs for saunas believe it or not so you know things like that now i want to bring up something that's important kit which is okay you can't buy dozens of saunas if they cost thousands of dollars each and you can't test them so what is the advice here when, you know, we're sharing these high ticket niches, but it sounds like all these products cost, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. I mean, you know, what what is one to do uh, to try and break into these kind of niches? Yeah, I think there are a few different, you know, a few different options for for some. It's that, you know, you could you could buy a more expensive product and either try and resell it later or, you know, use as investment in your business. Another is for certain things you could research if you use saunas, hey, you go to the sauna at your gym 
you start to mm. understand that you can go do research and figure out what exactly sets these different saunas apart and be very knowledgeable about something very high ticket and say okay here are all the pros and cons you could even have you know you see things in the in the health niche there's a website that does this where they have each piece of content reviewed by a doctor so if you happen to be able to get a, an interview or a quote from somebody who has used those you can use things like that and i think it's just important to one that you go do your research so you can really be an expert in that and then two yeah go get a quote from from somebody and cite sources and things like that i love it so you know if it it doesn't mean that you need to own every single one of these things. And when I started out, uh, my first affiliate product sold was a microphone I never owned, and I made a little PowerPoint on it. But I did a lot of research, you know, read a lot of reviews, and I did a lot of research on the forums to make sure that my recommendation is what I personally would buy. And you know, again, at the end of the day, I don't think people expect you to buy ten different saunas. But at the end of the day, if you're the one doing the research for them to make their decision a bit easier, and you know, you're really working hard to provide value. At the end of the day, it's not just like a quick get rich quick, like I'm gonna have these 10 links, I'm gonna throw them up and hope to get some sales. You're actually trying to help someone make a purchase decision. So I think that that's really good advice. Um, and that's also how I started. You know, I did not own these $300, $400 pair of headphones. Uh, you know, in the beginning, it was these cheap things I already owned because I did home recording anyways. So like, that's why I do recommend the passion thing. Cause again, you probably own a lot of the products already, but then you can easily leverage that into, if you start making some money, you can reinvest into buying a product. You can sell the product on eBay. I'm a big eBay user and I would buy stuff used on eBay, sell stuff used on eBay. You almost lose no money basically. So things like that, you have to get creative. Uh, but anyways, health and fitness, that's a great one. Let's move on to the next which is survival and hunting, which is not necessarily the same, but they are related typically on a lot of these sites. Um, so Kit, where are some of the things in survival and hunting that could be high ticket? Yeah, really here, anything camping. So there's camping equipment, there's disaster and doomsday prep gear. There, there are places that will give commissions on stuff like bunkers, stuff like kit, disaster preparedness kit. Um, yep. there's hunting gear, there's things like, you know, shelters, there's courses, there's guided trips, there's, you know, gun accessories like gun safes and things like that. There's a whole, anything outdoors from, like I said, hunting to survival, to just camping or people want to enjoy the outdoors. And this, I think is a great one of someone can make this very low ticket and they just go, Oh, okay. Like I just sell, like do the REI tent affiliate program, but you could really get to some very, very expensive, you know, $800, $900 products that have, you know, 10% commissions, 12% commissions. Yeah, I'll say the gun accessories and firearm accessories. It's crazy because if you ever played Call of Duty, you have things like, you know, you have lasers, you have these lights, you have, um, you know, these different stocks and grips and stuff. Guys, there are these websites and I, you know, it's escaping me the names of some of them. I would love to shout them out, but there are these websites that recommend all these sort of gun accessories and these little things, some of these things can cost like $300 for like a site or something like that or a laser. I don't know. Um, I don't know too much, but I just know that there's a lot of money in these things and there's so many people looking up what are the best, you know, laser sites for like a pistol or, you know, this or that. Uh, I just know that there is so much in there and man, it's, if you can get into that and again, it's like, well, at the beginning, you're not going to own all these like $300 gizmos, you know, attachments, but it's like, well, maybe if you really like the thing and in the beginning you already own some of them, but then you just work your way up. And then when you become, 
in the driver's seat where you have companies reaching out to you and giving you free product, I mean, that is the best place to be. I know from my experience, when I'm getting free $300, $400 pairs of headphones, you have to do whatever you can to get to that position where your brand is big enough that companies are working, are willing to work with you, whether they reach out to you or you reach out to them. You have to be proactive. But even then, some companies were coming to me and I was being lazy. But if I had been proactive, I probably could have gotten so much more free product if I was just putting myself out there in front of these companies and telling them my numbers. Or even if, hey, if you're passionate about something, you probably have friends who are passionate about that too. They might know somebody who mm. has it. Maybe you're out at, you know, whatever, you're the shooting range for a hunter. You're just doing, you're in these circles, whatever your niche is. Yeah. And you meet somebody, you go, oh, they have that piece of equipment. Hey, what do you, what do you think about that? Can I take some photos of that? What's your experience been with that? And so you can get knowledge from all sorts of places if you are, if you're willing to research that niche. Hey, I know these subreddits where people really have given really great mm -hmm. reviews. I can go learn from those and, and as well. So just sort of thinking outside the box. Great tip. So moving on to the fifth high ticket niche, dating and relationships. This is going to basically wrap up the evergreen niches, the ones that, you know, there will always be a need for, there'll always be a good market, but they're also very competitive. And they're also just going to have, you know, not only the higher barrier of entry and the most competition, but you're going to have to really work hard to be able to get into some of these programs. Now, the last one, dating relationships, match.com, eHarmony, things like that. There's a bunch of more obscure, like, very specific type dating sites and you know i don't have a comprehensive list in front of me but there's just a bunch of these and you can get paid for getting people to sign up for these sites and yeah i mean at the end of the day it's like obviously relationships is something that everybody you know longs for and you know it's just a human need so that's always going to be evergreen now and also there's mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff adjacent to it i think there's a great example of thinking outside the box travel jewelry cooking all of those things are are sort of in the dating and relationship niche if you're giving if you have a website on that so you can also get opportunities in those places as well as like Odie said uh, when we were putting together the giant list of you know affiliate products for every single one of these niches for the mentorship program yeah almost every single dating site had an affiliate program oh yeah speaking of which uh, we just updated that to 500 plus products and companies categorized by niche and category inside the Passive Income Lifestyle Program. So that's just updated for 2022. If you're in the program, go check it out. If you wanna learn more, check out the website. Uh, but basically, yeah, like Kit said, there's a lot of like relevant stuff to each niche. And also, you know, when you choose a niche, I mean, you can get creative about how you approach it. I mean, it can touch so many different of these niches in a single website if you do it right. And speaking of travel, that's actually number six on our list right here. We've got, Credit cards, which again, that touches on finance, that kind of like overlaps, but maybe some credit cards are more better for travel in terms of the rewards and the cash back. Then we have hotels, travel insurance. Uh, they used to have Airbnb associates, which seems to be closed for now, but that's just an example. Look, Airbnb, you know, many people are very familiar with that company. And they had this associates program, kind of like Amazon Associates, where you were getting paid ref uh, commissions for referrals. So again, if you're a big Airbnb advocate, you're someone who uses it often, or let's just say you run a travel sort of focused blog or website or brand, then Airbnb would have been such a great source. Again, like that's why you have to be ahead of the curve and you know you may miss the boat if you're too late to the party. And so that's why you have to get ahead of these things. So travel, obviously huge, 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 you know, probably trillion dollar plus industry every year. So, you know, if you like travel, I personally love travel, then if you're really passionate about it, you can find a way. Now, travel is the one that's easy to make low ticket, 
because yes. I see a lot of these blogs, these travel blogs that are very dinky and some of them get it right where they are, you know, very focused on transactional making money, affiliate, you know, income. And again, with, with blogs and websites, there's so many income sources, there's sponsorships, brand deals, there's affiliate, there's ad revenue, but you can very much easily make these like very low ticket if you don't focus on sort of that more high end, like high ticket products, services, you know, travel is one that is especially susceptible to being low ticket if you do it wrong, right? Yeah. And it can go high ticket. You know, there are affiliate programs for charter luxury jets, luxury cruises. I know someone who does sort of luxury tours in, in Europe where people pay, you know, $10,000 for a week experience. And, you know, you talk to people wow. like that, they will give you a commission. So yeah, yeah. very easy <laughs> to make low ticket and you can also make it very, very high ticket. Got it. Great. So moving on, we have business software. And this is talking about things like email marketing, one that I'm a fan of. We've used a bunch of email marketing softwares and they always have affiliate programs. Some pay more than others. Some are better than others. Um, we also have SEO software. Now, you know, Ahrefs does not have an SEO program. I mean, an affiliate program, but there's SEMrush, there's Mangools, who has an affiliate program. There's a bunch. Uh, we just went over like a list of these when we were uh, updating the product, you know, uh, database. And then we also have ad tech, marketing tech, HR benefits software, just any sort of like B2B business software that small businesses or even midsize or enterprise businesses use. Uh, I like to focus a little more on the email marketing, the SEO. Those are the ones that I've used a bunch of them and they all pretty much have affiliate programs because it's a great source of customers for them. And some of these tend to be like either recurring revenue. Some of these are bigger, you know, just one-time chunks. And so yeah, email marketing, SEO software, that's a great one that kind of ties in with the make money online niche, uh, but you know, any sort of business software is going to be pretty good. And software is just great. Software is the one niche where, you know, I've really made the majority of my affiliate commissions because software has high profit margins, which means they can give more money to the affiliate and everybody's happy at the end of the day. So moving on after that, we have office equipment at number eight. This includes chairs, desks, monitor monitors, mechanical keyboards, furniture, Mechanical keyboards, I actually talk about this one uh, in the free training because I have a couple of them myself. During the pandemic and COVID, I got really into mechanical keyboards, which looking back, I'm like, wow, what a nerdy hobby, honestly. And if you guys don't know what this is, there's a subreddit with like a million people for mechanical keyboards. And it's these like keyboards that you put together with switches, keycaps. Um, you know, I don't know too much to be honest. I don't even really know how to put one together myself. I actually paid someone to do it for me. But you know, when you work in front of a computer all day and you know, the keyboard is like sort of your gateway to work and the computer, then having a nice keyboard to look at and the feel of it and the sound of it is so satisfying that People are willing to pay hundreds of dollars for to build a mechanical keyboard, and they have a lot of affiliate programs for these uh, because there's a lot of e-commerce stores that sell, you know, whether it's keycaps, switches, the keyboards themselves. They have affiliate programs, and the channels on YouTube and the and the blogs that they run, they are just killing it on affiliate commission because they're just selling all sorts of these little uh, products, and people are just buying them up and again spending hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars to build these mechanical keyboards, but 
With the recent shift to remote work and work from home, I mean, ergonomics and just chairs, desks, computer monitors, like a lot of people are upgrading their home setup and even companies that you work for, they may be willing to give you like some sort of stipend or expense, you know, any sort of uh, gear that you invest in. So, you know, office equipment, I think is a great one. Kit, what do you think about, you know, this niche? Yeah, I think there's a lot of, obviously, desks are incredibly expensive, furniture, mm. all of these have programs, even laptops, lights, a lot of things. Mm. If you just go on, if you just go on Pinterest, and I've done it before to do a, you know, ideal desk setup, you can see some yeah. really cool stuff. Um, and all of those will have links to things. So yeah, I think it's a great niche that's only getting bigger. And what's nice is a lot of companies give people a stipend to set up their work from home setup. So it's even easier to get people to buy higher ticket things because tell you mm -hmm. what, their company just gave them a $5,000 check to set up their office. Yeah, that's great. So uh, office equipment, yes, yeah, especially because of the recent rise in work from home. Now moving on to number nine, this is gonna be a pretty broad one, but you know it has to be said, electronics. So we have headphones, we have phones, computers, microphones, speakers, smart home tech, LED lights, like Kit said, which is, you know, again, some of these overlap. And that's the cool thing is if you're into electronics, I mean, that very easily turns into office setup or home office setup. And so with electronics, I mean, we don't need to you know, say too much about this one. You guys already know. I mean, with so many gadgets and gizmos and, you know, if you're like me, you're just into all these little, you know, things and desk setup and lights and all that. So obviously you can spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars uh, for any of these categories. And for me, you know, I was doing headphones. Now I do want to make a point here. I remember some, even some students who I was mentoring, when they're choosing a niche, they, you know, some of them might be like, I'm gonna do headphones. And I'm just like, okay, you know, I wonder where you got that idea. And it's like, it's hard because it's like, I don't think you know as much about headphones as I do. Not that you have to in order to do it. Cause when I started, I surely was not like number one ranked in the world headphone knowledge person, but it's like, well, I did know a bit, you know, I did know a bit about music. I knew about home recording, audio engineering. I got paid for it. So it's like, you know, I know a decent amount. And again, I never got any formal training. I didn't get any sort of like, you know, degree in audio engineering, but I was able to teach myself. And I, again, that people paid me for it. So I knew enough, but it's like, when people are just like, I'm going to do what you did and you don't have the same expertise that I do or the same life experience that I do in this field or industry, I just have to look at it, you know, with a question mark and just kind of be a little suspicious of like, mm, I don't think you really, you know, know what you're getting yourself into. Like I don't, you know, I don't think you want it as bad as I do. Cause first of all, if you're just copying me, you're only gonna be a second rate imitation of me. But then even then it's like, well, you know, how are you going to stick with it when the going gets rough and, you know, you don't actually are passionate about headphones or music, right? At least for me, it's like, well, if I wasn't making money, if I made any money, I was happy. And that's a, you know, sort of mindset I wish other people would have is like, you know, if you make $1, it's $1 that you didn't have before. And I was stoked about even just the first sale, you know, selling my first uh, microphone on Amazon Associates, making like, I don't know, maybe five, 10 bucks or something that that's huge. You know, so I don't know, you know, I don't want people to just copy and I, I never advise people to do it, but at the end of the day, you have to really be into these things because some people, you know, they're taking it another level and they're not only they're making blog content, they're also making these awesome videos. Now, I don't want to scare people off by saying like, okay, look, you have to make awesome videos to compete, but just look at what the top brands are doing in electronics. 
you know, these big YouTube channels, like, can you compete with that? Sometimes you can with blog if your SEO is really strong, but at the end of the day, it's like, what's gonna make you stand out? Because there's a lot of people going after these things. So anyways, moving on to the last niche we have here, which is cars. And so, Kate, what are some of the parts uh, with cars that can be high ticket? Yeah, I mean, there's car detailing and sort of cleaning products. There's auto parts in general, like tire places have them. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, other parts like just even, yeah, other parts, parts stores online will have affiliate programs. There's scanners, there's performance tuning from a lot of different shops. Um, I know you've had experience with, with uh, this niche as well. Yeah, so I actually have had a couple students that we were able to work together. And the good thing about these guys is they were actually coming in around the $1,000 per month uh, range with affiliate earnings. And this is one of the best places to be. And this is actually one of the phases in the free training. It's like the third phase when you're already at $1,000 a month. We were able to multiply these uh, different guys' income with car, you know, in the automotive niche, simply by looking at the data, there was so much low hanging fruit. And so that's why we actually have some of these, like for example, car detailing. So for one of them, what they didn't know, uh, you know, that we were able to find by looking through the data is that they were actually making the majority of their affiliate commissions through car detailing products. Now, if you guys are familiar, car detailing is just car washing products. It's like waxes, it's polishes, it's like actual like pressure washers and things like that. And car detailing is something that, you know, is really can be a high ticket niche, not because like any part specifically is super expensive, but because you typically buy a bundle. When you detail a car, you do a whole process where, you know, you have to, maybe you have this bar where you, uh, you know, get some dust and you get these little like uh, residue on the paint. And then, you know, you have pressure washers for washing things down, taking off some light you know, grime and this and that. Uh, you have wheel cleaners, wheel brushes. So there's a lot that typically when people are looking to really get into car detailing, they're gonna buy like 10 different things, honestly. And so for, you know, my advice to uh, one of our students was, you know, you should try and bundle together car de detailing products in, a, in an easy to access and easy to purchase bundle. And that's what they did. And they actually really just triple or quadrupled their affiliate income almost overnight. And again, they had no clue what was even really driving the source of most of their commissions. That's why I really you know, highly recommend looking at the data going, doubling down, tripling down on what's working. For me, it was headphones. If I didn't look at the data, I would have never pivoted to just headphones. And then I wouldn't have been able to 6X my affiliate income in the early days uh, by sub-niching down even further. Now, for another person that we were working with, Theirs was actually OBD scanners. It wasn't car detailing, it was OBD scanners. And it was interesting just because like you would never think of OBD scanners uh, as the first thing, but they're actually a pretty high ticket product. They cost like 100, 100 to $200. And they were actually selling a ton of them from a video they were doing when it came to diagnosing um, a certain car, I forgot the exact platform, but a certain car's issues. And you use these OBD scanners to see like, what's wrong with my car? What's wrong with the engine? You know, what are the sort of fault codes? And they sold so many of this scanner on Amazon and they didn't even know that that was like, because at the end of the day, they weren't selling in terms of volume, they weren't selling more scanners than let's say like little emblems, but they were, because of the commission was so high, they were getting like $20 every time they sold one of these scanners. I mean, that adds up really quick. 
So it's gonna be different from individual to individual. And even in the example I just shared, these are two different brands and businesses that are in the same overall niche of cars. But cars is so big, you can have car detailing. Again, you can have car repair, car, like OBD scanners, stuff like that. Now, one example, one more example from this niche I wanna share is radar detectors. And there's this website, Vortex, Vortex radars, something like that. And all they do is these radar detectors. Now, you know, these are great products where they cost like 300, 400, $600 from companies like Escort, Valentine, uh, and Uniden. And, you know, this website is just dedicated to reviewing radar detectors. And I really doubt many people would think of that as like the first thing they jump out. But this is an example of thinking outside the box. You know, you really have to. I mean, it's 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 tricky if you don't know the niche. If you're in cars, you know what a radar detector is. If you're not in cars, you probably don't really know too much about radar detectors, and you definitely don't know sort of the different brands and sort of the different you know pluses and minuses of each of these products. So again, you know, at the end of the day, it's like getting creative about an a sub niche within an overall niche, and don't be scared to sub niche down and really specialize at the end of the day. I think one thing people are scared of is if I sub-niche down too specific, I'm gonna lose out on customers. So it's not gonna be enough money, but trust me, I've seen some really obscure things. I'm hoping that you know through some of the examples we shared today, it got some of the juices flowing, but obviously you're gonna have to go do your own research and again, get creative about turning any niche into a high ticket niche. Now, you know, at the end of the day, some niches are more high ticket than others. Like at the end of the day, you know, finance, make money online, insurance, things like that. Th those are trillion dollar industries. Now, a trillion dollar industry is gonna have more money to go around than let's say even a 50 million or a hundred million dollar market. But at the end of the day, you know, it's based on your expertise, what are the sort of niches that you're able or capable of competing in? Because that's the other side. It's like, okay, if something's a trillion dollar industry, but you don't know the first thing about it, you either have to be willing to learn and really pick it up, or you're just not gonna be able to compete with any of the big boys. Um, and again, you know, in, in any industry, it doesn't, like you don't have to be this giant corporation, but you do just have to be willing to build a brand and that brand can be one person behind it, but you really have to put in the work if you want to win these commissions because uh, you're going up against you know other people or other companies that have more resources than you so you have to really get creative but that wraps up our list of 10 if you want to get 12 more um, just like we did now going over the different niches and sort of like ideas within those niches definitely definitely check out the free training again odiproductions.com just click the get free course button sign up you will receive a link to sign up for the free course again um, and you'll get the emails the last thing i want to say is we did update the passive income lifestyle program for 2022 so if you're an existing uh, member go to teachable access it you'll see the new uh, the new videos and content is towards the top in this module for 2022. Uh, but if you are interested in joining, we have some bonuses like a free year of JetPage, a $290 value, um, which is available just for the first 10 people to sign up. So if you're interested, make sure you check that out on the website, odiproductions.com. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, this week's episode. If you have any questions, let us know if you want us to you know, clarify or uh, you know, speak more on some of the topics discussed today. But I hope we were able to provide value for you guys and we hope to catch you guys on next week's episode.